Hey guys, have you heard the advice that you should keep busy while you're grieving? To keep yourself occupied so you don't overthink? To do everything you can to distract yourself from the pain of heartbreak, loneliness, and grief? Well, it is the advice that is given out a lot. But in my personal experience and my own journey, as well as watching others navigate grief and being lonely in relationships, I actually think it's terrible advice. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to get through the days and never think about the pain, if you want to keep yourself so busy because you've you've bought into the lie that time heals all wounds, well, then the advice to stay busy might work for you. But the problem is true healing won't ever come your way. Slapping a Band-Aid on our emotional pain will not heal our wounds. It will not help us avoid the triggers that can cause us to spiral, and it's not going to relieve the anxiety that is sure to come our way if we keep avoiding thinking about the reality of our situation. Well, today we're going to talk about ways to be still so you can heal from the inside out. Hey, you lonely girl. I know you want to be happy and feel loved in your marriage. I bet you're discouraged and feel rejected with the silence, avoidance, and lack of communication. Hey, I'm Jennifer. I too have felt loneliness and disappointment, especially in my marriage. I wanted unity and honest conversation, but the reality was nothing ever changed. But I kept trying harder because I was afraid to fail and disappoint God. But then I realized I couldn't disappoint God, and I found healing through honest communication with Him. This is the Honest Ugly Podcast where you will find grace, freedom, fulfillment, and joy as you grow in your friendship and intimacy with the one who knows your needs and meets them. Pull on your shoes, I'll grab my dog Mia, and let's go for a little walk in the sunshine. The honest ugly truth today is that we will never heal our emotional wounds if we keep distracting ourselves with busyness. Now we live in a culture that makes it easy for us to bind to the notion that we aren't doing very much in life if we're not busy. It's all around us. You ask someone, hey, how's it going? And their typical response is, busy, it's good, just super busy. Yeah, we're busy with work, we're busy with kids, busy with this, busy with that. I've bought into it too over the years. But if we get really honest, instead of answering busy, we could probably answer distracted. Yep, just doing all I can to keep myself distracted from this crappy job, this less than fulfilling marriage, these difficult kids, this boring religion that isn't offering what I thought it would. That's us, just a distracted people in the name of being busy and productive and successful. But the thing is, we don't really even realize we're doing it. In the moments of my life, I just thought I was a go-getter. I thought I was intentional and paid attention to detail. I love do-it-yourself projects. I love hanging out with my friends. I love to go into Bible studies. I I felt like my bucket fillers were educational conferences and business conventions that just increase personal growth. Looking back, though, I realized that my efforts in being so busy, like my habit of filling every minute with activity, it was really to try and fill a void in me that lacked relational intimacy. None of the activities I busied myself with were things that were harmful. They didn't take away from my family. They weren't bad activities to be in. They filled me up in lots of ways so that I could pour back into my family and pour back into relationships. I can totally see how God used my intentional efforts at cultivating relationships with my children. I see so much fruit in the detailed attention I gave to those relationships all those years. But again, if I'm being honest... And remember, that's what we're being. We're being honest. 
My passion to pour my whole heart into my kids, it was probably fueled by a lack of emotional intimacy in my marriage. My kids responded to my invitation to relationship, and so I found fulfillment in building into them because I was getting something back. But let's just lay all of this out on the table. Our busyness is often just a coping mechanism for unhealed wounds and broken relationships. Guys, we were made for intimacy. We were made for community. And we all know we live in a world where heart connections are hard to find. So we distract ourselves with a million things. Whether, whether your addictions are legal or illegal, the root problem is all the same for all of us. And that's why we can't keep slapping band-aids on this issue. Because we aren't healing. We're just getting bigger band-aids because the wound is getting bigger and the infection is going on a deeper level. Think through this. Did your last binge-watching night feel the void? Did you scrolling through social media help any? What about that service project or those volunteer hours? What about that latest house remodeling project or shopping spree or road trip? Did any of those activities create intimacy for you in a way that you feel like Jesus is enough? Like you're deeply satisfied and completely content just being still and knowing He is God? We are searching and grasping and we're looking for ways to fill an intimate void and nothing satisfies us. Nothing creates the intimacy we crave. Nothing is healing us. And we think if we had someone to connect to, if our spouse would respond to us, if our friends would this, if our kids would that. But y'all, the problem is way deeper than being able to be fixed by how other people show up for us. But there's good news. And the good news today is that the remedy is way more simple than we even realize. Notice I didn't say easy, but it is simple. Once we learn to be honest with God and let Him fill the void and satisfy the deepest desires for relationship, once our identity becomes solid in who He says we are, these activities that we do, the, the time we give to them, they will be done from an outpouring of an intimate relationship instead of them being done as coping mechanisms to try to fill a void from unhealthy ones. So today we're going to talk about a few ways we can be still and let God heal us from the inside out. Number one, of course, be honest. It's all about being honest around here. We have to be honest with ourselves and with God. we got to ask ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit to answer from within us about why we keep ourselves so busy. Why do we make everything so hard on ourselves? God says, be still and know me. Be still and know that I am God. He says, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. But we keep loading ourselves down with heavy burdens. We keep being busy little bees working ourselves to distraction instead of slowing and knowing what it's like to be filled with intimacy with God. So we got to be honest, guys, because it's when we are able to be completely vulnerable and honest before the Lord, that's when he begins to heal us. So honesty, we got to be honest. Okay, my second tip today is pretty practical. It's just to make a list of everything you spend your time on. All the activities, as in everything you do. Once you make the list, you can categorize them by importance. Like the things that you have to do would be priority. That would be the most important. Example, feed your kids. <laughs> I know, you got to do it. The next category could be maybe the things that are important to you, but they're not urgent. Like they're, they're valuable to you, but you don't have to do them. And then the third category could be the things that you like to do, but maybe you don't have to spend so much time doing them. And of course, the fourth category would be things that you're doing out of obligation. Um, maybe they suck the life out of you. You don't have to do them. You're just 
you're, you're doing them out of routine or, like I said, obligation, whatever it might be. But it's stuff that does not have to be done. God didn't ask you to do it. You just, some for some reason, are giving your time and attention to it. But we got to get really honest here. And we got to figure out what we're spending our time on that is a blessing to us and what is a burden to us. You're going to want to invite God into this list that you're making because he's going to help you. He will highlight things for you that he wants you to keep in your life. And he will nudge you towards paying attention to the things that he might be asking you to to release, to just let go of. And you need to keep praying over need. I don't want to put a need on you, but I would highly suggest keep praying over this list for a few days. You're going to come to this place where you're going to realize how refreshing it is that you don't actually have to do everything that you're doing. We don't have to do as many things as we do. And those are hard things to release, but just ask God, ask him the root reason why you're holding on to those things. Is it for need of approval? Is it trying to fill the void meant for intimacy? Is it just a distraction so we don't have to think about the pain that's going on inside of us? Just invite God into that list making and help to help him or to ask him to help you prioritize um, what really is from him, what needs to be done, what is just something you like to do but doesn't have to do, have, that you don't have to do. And he's going to show you the things that he wants in your life and the things that he's asking you to release. And the third thing is a challenge. I challenge you to take a season and quit everything that you don't have to do. I know, shocker, right? I just encourage you to be a quitter. But really, quit everything that you don't have to do. Everything that keeps your soul running at a pace faster than it craves. And I'm not saying quit it forever. I'm just encouraging you to consider taking a rest for however long you need to sit with the Lord and let Him heal those places in you that you haven't taken the time to let Him heal. Maybe heal those places that you've ignored, that you've stepped away, that you've never dealt with. Those things that are the reason you keep distracting yourself so you don't have to deal with them. Those are the things I'm asking you to quit everything else for so, so he can meet you in those places. And what does this look like? What does it look like for you to sit with the Lord and let him heal you? I have no idea what it looks like for you. I'm not God's spirit. But for me personally, it looked like taking a step back from gathering corporately for religious services. It looked like shelving the Bible studies written by humans and spending lots of hours sitting outside in the sunshine with my Bible and my journal and learning to pray differently and practice hearing more clearly from God's Spirit. For me, it looked like silencing the voices and retreating from well-meaning people with well-meaning advice that sounded a lot like truth but conflicted with what I felt like His Spirit was whispering into me. For me, it looked like saying no to invitations and not showing up for meetings. It looked like like maybe I was a loser volunteer on committees that wasn't doing her part. It looked like disappointing and confusing people. It looked like questioning and challenging my beliefs from childhood in conversations with the Lord. It looked like being really, really honest with all the ugly emotions that surfaced. And it looked like me asking God to heal those places and to change my heart and to, to direct me and lead me and guide me. What it really looked like for me was to let God do the work of healing me instead of me being busy trying to fix me. That's what it looked like for me. It looked foreign. It looked unrecognizable. It looked and it felt slow. But looking back now, that season of quitting looked like peace. It looked like contentment. It looked like a friendship being forged. 
Guys, he is extending an invitation to you for intimacy. He is offering to fill your void and to satisfy your deepest cravings for relationship. He is extending his hand in friendship, and he is waiting for your yes. He's waiting for you to surrender to being led by him. He is waiting for your willingness to release all the stuff that is distracting you. And most likely, you won't even see one step in front of you. But he will be the still, small voice saying, This is the way. Walk in it. He will be the one whispering, Stop being a busy bee and just be. He will be the one saying, Be still and know me. Don't know about me, but know me. In episode 7, I give you three things to consider before you quit everything. You might want to check that out. I'm typically a cold turkey kind of quitter when I'm certain God never asked me to do something anyway. But that's on the easy stuff like invitations to coffee or playdates at the park. But when it comes to heavier things that tap into my old need for approval, then it can be harder for me. You might want to check that episode out. Again, that's episode 7. And be on the lookout because I'm about to launch some coaching sessions with me to help you heal by learning to be intimate with the Lord. I would love to walk with you guys on that journey of learning to be honest with all the ugly so God can heal your wounds and strengthen your identity and who He says you are. I'll talk to you guys next time. I love talking with you guys, but I did it again. I always seem to do all the talking, especially here in this space. But I want to hear from you. It's a highlight to hear the honest parts of what's on your heart. So go click the link in the show notes to join our Facebook community where you can chime in about this specific episode. If you're encouraged here listening to The Honest Ugly, be sure and subscribe and share with a friend. I'll talk to you guys soon. But before we leave, say this with me. I am fully known and deeply loved. Nothing I do will make God love me more and nothing I do will make Him love me less.